It's Telly.Click with Mike Ward, the Daily Express and Daily Star TV critic, and me, Simon Hogan, from BBC Radio. Um, doctors, then. Yeah, is he one? I mean, I, I, I'm sure he is. I just I get confused as to whether he is or not. I, I wonder if our listener knows who we're talking about from just that <laughs> utterance alone. Yeah. Oh, it's difficult, isn't it? Because so many TV doctors proliferate, including yeah. the one. Yeah, we're talking here just to just to put everyone out of their misery about Michael Mosley. I'm not sort of saying he, you know, I'm not doubting his credentials. I just want to make sure I, I give him his correct title. Anyway, uh, the subject comes up because um, of a program that uh, is on ITV in the future, as we're recording this, mm. called the Junk Food Experiment. He's back on then. He's back on, but he's on ITV. I don't think he does ITV stuff very often, does he? I thought he was very much a BBC Two guy. I think he started that way with a, a, sen- a sense of seriousness. And, uh, <laughs> oh, really? You, know, you think he's going to do puppetry or something? The, the, yeah, the, I think that lent him credibility. And now that he's got that credibility, that's cemented. He's spanning out a bit. I thought perhaps he's just, you know, like a lot of broadcasts, you know, he, he works as, effectively as a freelance uh, and he goes to people with ideas and the BBC didn't like this one so it's ended up on ITV <laughs> that could be cruel I don't know well it doesn't sound very BBC tell us about it it is six celebrities mm-hmm. uh, volunteering to uh, subject themselves to a 21 day experiment where they eat nothing but junk food which is basically uh, in this case burgers fried chicken and pizzas apparently Britain's three favourites okay um, and all the while, uh, medics monitor the effect this has on their bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the end of it all, they go, oh. Yeah, that's not good. Hasn't this been done by Morgan Spurlock then with the McDonald's thing? He did the... Yeah, was it Morgan, Morgan Spurlock? I was just trying to think. Was that him? I think that was his yes, name. It was, yes, it was, yeah. Oh, exactly, yeah, which is called... What was that called? Uh, Supersize Me or something? Yeah, that, that's, that right. One? that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was done about, what, ten years ago? Probably more. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> There's not uh, going to be a shock. The, the, the shock would be if there was nothing wrong with them. Yes, this is my that point. That would be interesting. The people taking part, if you're interested, which you may, may or may not be, Peter Andre. Um, <laughs> Let's fire that under the may not be. There you go. Hayley Tamadon, who's uh, been on Coronation Street and Emma Dale and various things. Uh, uh, Nadine Doris, MP, Tory MP. Tessa Sanderson, uh, Olympic athlete as well. Sean Wallace from The Chase. And uh, former Made in Chelsea star Hugo Taylor. They've all volunteered to do this. Although Hugo's very, he says something like, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm, this is a very selfless act. I'm doing this for other people. Because <laughs> um, he's very much a health food guy. Right. And um, whatever. Um, and whereas Peter Andre, has, Peter Andre's theory is basically because he, he goes to the gym six days a week, that he can afford to eat whatever he, he likes because his exercise regime is so, you know, strict and so <laughs> disciplined. That um, it do- it shouldn't matter. I can I can understand that because sometimes I work like this myself. Sometimes if I have a period where I've been trying to lose weight, maybe doing more exercise, I sort of feel like I've then earned about three months of eating badly. Yes, <laughs> I don't keep it up. I just try and get into deficit so that I can then eat badly again. Do you know but what I mean? There's a fundamental flaw with that argument, and I'm not going to sort of tell you too much about what happens in the program because I'm giving it away beforehand, and that that's unprofessional of me. But what I would say is that. Weight gain is only one side effect of eating bad food. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's what, or potential weight gain. Uh, I, I would say. Um, but yes, it's it's frustrating. I would have thought. Um, I don't think you're giving anything away to say that by the end they conclude it's not a good idea to eat this stuff. But as you say, this has been done, and and if you want to sort of go forward with something new, and maybe this is why it wouldn't work as an episode of Horizon, because at least when Michael Mosey does things like Horizon, it's sort of. Um, you, you know, he's introducing a new concept or new at the yeah, time, like you yeah. sort of you do this mad burst of exercise for five <laughs> minutes three times a week, or or fast 
two yeah. days out of seven. Ooh, no. True. Yeah. They're relatively new concepts, whereas this just seems to be telling us what you know anybody with half a brain should know. Well, I'm relying on Mosley here to pull something out the bag. Are you? Sorry, I just had my coffee there. Uh, you know, if not a, a double cheeseburger. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping there's going to be a sting in the tail of some sort. Cause... Lots of salt. Uh, these things contain ridiculously high amounts of salt and saturated... I, I mean, it's just, yeah. Uh, the celebrity element is always a bit irritating because you kind of think, well, what are we saying here? Even Peter Andre, you know, can be made to feel a bit poorly if he eats badly. Yeah. You know, it's... You know, it, it, I sort of think it's if the message is that important, do we need the celebrity element? Maybe we do. Um, but the other thing, as you say, why I would love a program where actually they put somebody on really, really extremely healthy, allegedly healthy food yeah. of the same kind for three weeks. Because it's not just the fact that it's bad food, it's the same bad food. Oh. Pre- well, pretty much. I mean, they do, each, each participant spends one week on pizza, one week on burger, one week on the chicken. So it's not... They, they, they split it up but you sort of think well think of maybe three food food items that are seen as fantastically healthy avocados yeah. or something or you know or i don't know think of something come on you must well well something. this is happening <laughs> i'll let me tell you you've hit upon something remarkable coincidental here because a friend of mine that. is doing is doing a, a crazy diet like that where okay. he's only and he's doing it for charity and it's um, the idea is to almost sympathetically understand what people in certain parts of the world have to eat. Okay. And that isn't very much. So he has to, for three weeks, he has to stick to a diet of beans, mm-hmm. kale, okay. and something else. I don't know what the other thing is, but it's not tasty. And yeah, this is this is his challenge, and he's actually uh, he's actually enjoined the rest of the office to do it. I don't think he's had a single reply to the email. Uh, <laughs> how, how long has he been? Has he started it? He's not started it oh, yet. Okay, but it's a, that, that's a kind of interesting way of raising money. Yes, isn't it? because I think that well, there's, there's two elements. Partly because yes, it's sort of also illustrating uh, the, the element of you know the, the the fact that people don't have a lot of choice in some situations. But also, I would be more interested to know what um, overdoing basically. Everything. If you go back to the idea of everything in moderation, then surely that includes junk food. So basically, if you have a burger once every three weeks mm. instead of three times a day for three weeks. That's probably okay. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. And which is probably what I would have thought most people do. Um, I think it's true. Some people eat more than that, but then I don't think that's representative cross section. Maybe it is. Maybe I just, you know, live in a rarefied bubble like everything else. Uh, but yeah, what about if you just ate ate beetroot and avocado and, and seeds for three weeks and nothing but that yeah that would probably be bad for you too right that would be bad for you too mm. possibly not full of saturated fat and salt you? but i still think it's sort of taking an obvious point and, and perhaps laboring it you probably if you if you had to kind of do a test whereby someone at junk food for the longest period possible and someone at beetroot and avocado yeah. the beetroot and avocado group would would last longer i'm guessing i'm guessing well as in live longer <laughs> yeah they'd just actually probably outlive them a bit yeah yes but three. I mean, how much do you? Uh, how often do you eat what you would consider junk food? As in, sort of this. I Pro- shouldn't be eating once it. a week. Okay, and that is uh, what? That's the weekend binge thing, isn't it? Okay, I wish people should stop doing that. That's is someone. Yeah, it's fine. Um, someone sending you morse there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Are you in a um, submarine or something? I am a submarine. Yes, that's why the sound quality is so bad. Yes. Yeah, it um, does sound a bit different, actually. Podcast, does it? Mm. Does that sound weird? Have you got a new microphone? For those listening, I have got a new microphone, but not since last time. Oh, okay. Might this be is a... Um, What's the, the message? 
This is on. Oh, it's not. It's, it's actually a timer. I set a timer on my watch because our coffee machine in the kitchen. <laughs> what, for us to move on from that subject. <laughs> well, sort of, actually, yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. We've got a coffee machine in our kitchen. It's brilliant. It's a sort of filtered coffee thing, but it automatically switches itself off after half an hour. Yeah. And sometimes, actually, I don't want to drink a whole jug of coffee in half an hour. I, you know, it does stew if you leave it on too long. Yeah. So you don't want to leave it too long either. But sometimes I have to set the alarm for sort of like 28 minutes and then switch, reset it so that I remember to switch, reset it again before wow. it switches itself off. What? That's good tech. That's you using tech. It is. To the max there. Are you going to get the folding phone? What? I, I don't really know much about that. What does it do? This is the new Samsung G10 or something, a Galaxy 10. Okay. And uh, yeah, one of the... They've actually issued quite a few, but one of them is a bigger phone that folds. Well, it doesn't look big in, is initially. It is it out already? Um, it's coming out, isn't it? They've announced it today. Oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, you can fold it out. Bigger screen, bigger typing book keyboard. Um, so, yeah. How much bigger, though? Um, not sure, actually. Yeah, double, double. It's, it's like two phones folded over, if you imagine. That's going to be very wide, then, isn't it? It's a ridiculously wide-screen yeah. phone. Well, it gives you a good... Yeah, but it folds into the size of a regular phone. And yes, you... I appreciate that, but when you're watching it as a screen, if you're watching it as a screen, are you not opening it up to a very, very, very wide screen if you're, open, if you're effectively opening to... Or is it open like a book as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, like a book. So it's yes, the hinge it... at the side rather than That's the top. That's right, yeah. Oh, OK. It opens sort of But you're still going to have a, a line down the middle. I don't know. It didn't look like it. I don't know how they've got around that. It looked seamless, actually. They probably... Ah. Mm. I don't think I, I... I'm sort of tempted, but first, first, it surely will still be quite thick. Yeah, you'd guess double the thickness. Uh, second, it's going to cost a ridiculous amount of money. And third, um, I'm sort of, um, you know, I'm I'm part of the um, the Apple uh, um, yeah ecosystem world. ecosystem. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Ecos- oh, that's another thing. Apparently, junk food uh, affects your memory. Nadine Doris was finding that she was ha- had to take notes into the Commons to deliver right. a speech. Uh, she was delivering a speech on childhood obesity in this program, and she Ironically. didn't trust herself to remember it off the top of her head so she took surely that's time. surely that's psychosomatic though i think it is and also yeah. I, I was watching it they showed it showed it delivering the speech i think there's only about four people in there it wouldn't have mattered if she'd just spoken <laughs> yeah. in martian well, to be honest or forgotten it i mean she probably forgot she'll probably have defected by the end of the program won't she to the independent group well, i must admit i was thinking thinking is this going to be outdated is my preview going yeah. to be outdated yeah. by the time who knows at the time we're going to press that how many are there 11 still yeah 11 has so. changed yep. since that this is going to make this is going to mark this podcast episode down in history because the people will say, God, they recorded that when there were only eleven. Do you remember? Not the, the three hundred and seventy-five there are now. Yeah, before they became the only party anybody could vote for yes. in the country, and, and the whole dictatorship started. Well, that's the only, that is the worry, isn't it? Because you destroy everything. You kind of think, mm, centre of what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's, a, that's an issue. Anyway, that's that's uh, a separate issue. Have you been you, watching... Sorry, go on. Do you juice anything now, though? Have you given up, I've given up on the juicing. Juicing. You know, that's that's an old craze that's gone now, hasn't it? So where yes. are we now with the latest food fads? I never really... Because uh, I read a lot of stuff about... I mean, I know the obvious things like fruit juice. They talk about how, how it's very sort of high in yeah. uh, fructose. But we're all actually. eating it now, aren't we? We're all eating the veg. We're not juicing it anymore. Well, as you know, I have for some while... I had a, a my raw veg bowl in the fridge, yeah, which Still I tend not. to eat. I would say I'm seventy five percent snack on that and twenty five percent on the fruit. So I actually don't don't get as much fruit. I get apples, occasional orange. Don't eat many bananas these days. Just run through the veg that you've got in, in the, the bowl. veg. What's okay, in the bowl? There is, but at the moment there's a big bowl there: raw uh, cauliflower, gosh, raw broccoli, uh, raw sprouts raw sugar snap peas and uh, just just a bit of introduce a bit of color some cherry tomatoes which isn't particularly you know what are the sprouts like without being cooked i i would say tough 
Uh, well, they're crunchy. crunchy. I, I love sprouts. I love sprouts cooked, yeah. so I don't have an issue with that. But also, it depends what quality, because I was buying a certain type from a certain supermarket. Yeah. You buy a little bag, and they're about a pound for a little bag. Yeah. Um, but they didn't really taste of anything, and they're a bit woody. So I've gone up market a bit and bought the next sort of up in the range, and they're just, they taste nicer. They've got more, they're, they're bigger. <laughs> I taste a different sprout. I taste a different sprout. So if I go to the fridge, rather than, you know, we don't really have biscuits or anything like that, I just, I, I'll grab a sprout. Ah, super healthy. Well, it sort of is. I'm not sure, I'm not convinced it's making a bit different. Can you digest that easily? Or how's the stomach coping? Well, just the fact that it's raw, not the inevitable sprout product. Um... Yeah, it's fine. Doesn't really sort of um, uh... broccoli raw. Is that not tough to take in? Uh, not really. No. You just have to crunch a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Don't swallow it whole. Is it quite acrid? Is it quite no, sharp? It's not. Tasting? I would say cauliflower is a natural thing to eat raw. I, I've always loved. You know, when somebody's cooking cauliflower, yeah, and they're cooking, washing it, and they're cooking it. it, it I've got. I think. I t- think it tastes lovely raw. Um, so I don't have an issue with that. Um, Broccoli is a bit more of a, you know, it's a bit of an ask in terms yeah. of, you know, it's not, it's, you don't think, ooh, why does nobody eat this raw more often? Yeah. You do sort of feel you want to dip it into something. Um, but some, you know, curry sauce. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. No, really. um, but yeah, I get through it. <laughs> I feel as if I'm doing myself good. I love sugar snap peas raw. Yeah, they're, they're okay, they? they're, they're great. I'm, I'm, I'm big on the sprouts. I, the, the thing, I may have mentioned this before, carrots. I can't really do raw carrots. And I know raw carrots are great for you. Yeah. But they taste, to me, really soapy and really unpleasant. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. I love carrots cooked and roasted carrots. Uh, unbelievable because it releases all the sweetness in them. It's fantastic. But raw, mm. uh, and I think it may be, and they say this about sprouts, that some people have got some kind of chemical in them. that They taste different to some people than they do to yeah. others. Um, and that's definitely the case with sprouts because it's been apparently proven by somebody or other. I think it might be the case with carrots as well. Or... I buy really, really bad carrots. That could be it. <laughs> I buy the no peel ones. That's just a, what you know. That's incredible, incredible genius. Whoever thought of that? Well, one. they're already peeled, or you don't need. No, to you peel don't them. need to peel them. You just you just eat those damn things. Yeah. Well, that's good because you keep all the all the good goodness. Well, the goodness yeah. is on the outside, isn't it? Apparently, as, so. as with most of us. Indeed. <laughs> Have you been watching any telly? Should we talk about some other telly other than just yeah, carrots but... and raw veg? Veg. Uh, well, the new Alan Partridge is on, isn't it? That's, yes. Uh, have you had a preview of that? Yeah, I've watched it. Oh, I'm disappointed. No, I'm, no. Uh, yes, a little bit disappointed, but I'm setting. You know, it, I'm I'm saying that from a point of view of somebody who thinks he's one of our greatest comic creations yeah. of the 20th century, 21st century. Mm-hmm. I said that in part then, didn't I? <laughs> but, you know, that um, up there with the likes of, you know, uh, David Brent and Blackadder and Basil Fawlty and uh, yep. Captain Mannering and, um, I don't know, a few, couple of others. I think it, yeah, it's brilliant. The problem I have is not... And these, he's back, by the way, in this thing which... I dare say by the time people listen to this will have watched it themselves and come to their own conclusion, so I'm probably talking rubbish as far as they're concerned. But this time with Alan Partridge, it's 9.30, BBC One, Monday nights. Mm-hmm. And the idea, because the story, of course, is that he got sort of booted out by the BBC, you know, about two decades yeah. ago for his, you know... Um, what was the official story? How, how, did, how did it sort of happen? On, on, uh, he didn't, didn't shoot he, someone. He didn't something? get a second series. He didn't yeah, get a second series. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 I, don't know if, I don't know if that was all into connected and linked to the, at all I, I, you know i yes. don't know if that narrative kind of was spun out about about him shooting someone on the wheel as he did because yeah. that was never mentioned in the 
in the caravan series or the, the no. travel lodge series, was it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I don't think we need to worry too much about the sort of you know the, the storyline and yeah. the, the timeline of that. But basically, um, the idea is that he's, you know, as we all know, he's he's both you know hilariously crass and you know. Uh, it, it, Wikipedia describes the character as inept. I don't think he's inept. No, I think inept is a bit Mr. Bean like. Yeah, he's not like yeah. that. I think technically he's probably very good, but just awful as exactly. a person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and insensitive and crass and sort of you know, uh, and and increasingly desperate. His desperation is obviously key to it mm. as well, isn't it? He'll you know do anything to cling on to his sorry career. Is that part of the problem? Because. I just wonder whether some of the elements of the character that we all know yeah. are now starting to be sort of overplayed so that the subtleties are lost a bit. I just thought yeah. with the trail, with the, the mouth is dry bit, yeah. I just thought it was a bit over-egged. And it, my worry yes. is that his... Well, he's acting for a start. I'm worried he's starting to become a bit over-egged. And in, in the mm. mid-morning matters, he had this kind of affected stutter, mm. which didn't sound natural. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I just wonder whether the character is now... They're, they're aware of how great he is and some of the things that that press people's buttons and people like about him. So they've they've kind of overplayed those a bit. Exactly. I think that's the case. I still yeah. think he's very funny, and I still would rather watch an Alan Partridge episode, even subpar, as it were, yeah. than pretty much most other comedy on TV. So this is I'm looking at it from that exactly, pers- yeah. perspective. Um, my problem with this, watching it, is, is the format that they've set up, the sort of comic conceit, as it were, which is basically he's back on the BBC because he's been given... Um, a temporary stand-in job yeah. as the co-host of a weekday magazine show. So it's basically the one show. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, basically yeah. meant to be look, look like the one show. It's one show. So he's got a female um, co-presenter alongside him, sitting on his left, our right, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem is with that. I mean, there's two things. Firstly, he's desperate. He, he's he's sort of you know, she's the confident one. She's the regular, and he's kind of you know a bit sort of nervous and a bit apprehensive and a bit insecure um, and a bit desperate uh, because he, he knows this is only this is a sort of big opportunity to make his mark, but in fact it's you know it looks like it's only going to be a temporary thing. Yeah. Um, so that kind of um, takes away some of the. Um... But also, as you said, the format is kind of such that the only avenue for the jokes is him interviewing someone in a crass way. Yes. Whereas with the Travelodge stuff, obviously that was just him bumbling around. Yeah. We got little snippets of him on the radio doing the intros to songs, yeah. the chat with the other presenter, you know, who he handed over to. There were so many different facets that you could Absolutely. enjoy. Far, Whereas, far more range, yeah. And, and that's what the problem I had, actually, and I never rewatched those ones where he was the, the, the TV host, you mm. know, the, the Alan Partridge on telly thing. Mm. I just never thought that was as good because there was just less for him to do. Yes, Plus, uh, I think there are two things. Firstly, his character is a bit because he's desperate. I, I prefer him when his, you know, that those he's qualities, confident. He's confident. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's one episode. My favourite sitcom of all time is Basil Fawlty, but there's one episode, and I think it's called the Wald. Oh, shut up! Go away. I think it's called the Waldorf Salad episode yeah, yeah. Yeah, or no, something no. or other. Yeah. As American guest is very good, and he's sort of what's the word I'm looking for? But 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 he's belittled in that episode, and actually you want his monstrousness to be on top. You want him to be confident, and yes. because that brings out the awfulness. When he's a bit sad and a bit sort of put in his place, yeah, it it dilutes the comedy. It and does. you know, much though he probably deserves that. You want him to be yeah, you, slapping them well around the head, full, <laughs> yes, to give yeah. full range. Yeah, and, and certainly when he does these bits on this pre- program where he's a sort of the co-presenter, and it's very much him and the other person on the sofa. Yeah, 
um, he doesn't. He's not given that freedom, so it's a bit of, of a of a straitjacket. Yeah, he's kind of cowed by the whole thing. Cowed, and, yes, and humiliated. Yes, that that cowed and humiliated, and I don't like that. I want his awfulness to be given yeah. full full rein, full vent. Yeah. Plus, it's um, it doesn't ring true. That's the other thing. Good comedy has to have at least on some level, as mm. a viewer mm. or listener, you have to sort of buy into it. You have to believe. Somehow, although you know it's make believe, some part of you has to believe this could be happening. Yeah. At no point, because we know what the one show is like or that kind of show is like, at no point does this work in that sense. Because as soon as he starts going off on one, you think, well, that wouldn't happen. Yes, he just on wouldn't light, be allowed to do that. He wouldn't yeah. be allowed to, to rant do it. On. Yeah, yeah. It just wouldn't happen. There's one bit where he starts doing some demonstration of, uh, I can't remember what it is, a dance or something like that. And he's, he's, he's dancing around the studio. I think, well, just that just wouldn't happen. So no. it's, it's gone too much down that road. And also, sorry, I'm banging on about this. No, I, I'm, I'm hearing you because this, <laughs> this is all the kind of stuff that I can imagine will, will chime with me. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, and then they do these ins- these pre-recorded bits within the program, like they do on that sort of show. So this, so and so, so he's, you've got little films, film, pre-recorded filmed reports that he's he's done by himself. Yeah. Uh, but you think, well, hang on a minute. So that was recorded, I don't know, a couple of days ago, a week ago, or whatever. Where he's he's more full-on partridge and sort of more crass and whatever. Yeah. And you sort of he pulls faces and you look at his face and it's and it's, it does that whole thing. God, I'm pinging quite a lot today. Sorry about this. Um, but that, that even more makes you think. Well, pre-recorded. There's no way they would actually say, "Oh, that's fine. We'll put that out on air." Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You just think so. No. I, so the character probably can still work brilliantly, but I just think they've created a, a, a straitjacket that takes away some of the comedy and makes the good parts of what what makes you laugh. Yeah, it, it's sort of. I, I don't know. It just. That's an interesting one with believability, isn't it? Because. Although the character is clearly out there and outrageous and an exaggeration and yeah. a parody, but you just you do have to. Part of the greatness of Partridge was that we all saw a bit of ourselves in him. Exactly, you know, and there was that sort of realism there. You know, he just spoke to our kind of worst fears and paranoias about ourselves, didn't he? I think this is also yeah, and I think that's another thing with comedy that that we're especially in these day this day and age we're all now. Um, because you know the world has come on. To, world is probably more judgmental now in, in a lot of ways, and social media has made us so judgmental. Mm. It's almost as if the idea of a character that is, you know, on one level a bit of a sort of monster, albeit you know, in, in, with, the, with the lowercase m, you know, a pretty awful person yeah. like Basil Fawlty, like you know, Blackadder, whatever. Um, y- 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 we like. I like the idea that you think. Oh, actually, if if you are if you are self aware enough to recognise your own flaws and your own human weaknesses, then you can watch a character like that and laugh and think, oh, "There's a bit of me there. I could be like that." And yes, it is awful, isn't it? But it's almost like we're not encouraged to be that honest about ourselves anymore because somebody's going to say, you know, self self deprecation is 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 almost you know gets you nowhere. Gets you nowhere. Really yes, doesn't. because there be because there are so many essentially, you know. Toe-faced, witless, stupid people out there who think just that's take, how you actually are. Who think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and rather they, with no sense of nuance, no sense yeah. of their own self-awareness, are just ready to pounce on anything. That you think a character that you know taps into the you know that side of all of us that mm. we all have, you know, they, it's almost you're afraid to create that. And mm. in fact, before this Alan Partridge thing at nine o'clock on Monday nights, there's a sort of example of this. There's a character called Warren, a, sit- a sitcom called Warren, with mm. a character called Warren played by Martin Clunes. Mm who plays uh, a driving instructor who's moved up to Preston uh, from down south to be with his partner and her, her, 
her two teenage sons, etc., etc., whatever. And he's kind of a crabby, cantankerous, sort of mean-spirited guy. So you're watching him, and there's bits of it sort of wants to be a bit Victor Meldrew like and a mm-hmm. bit you know it wants to almost wants to be one of these you know so awful they're hilarious characters yeah but it sort of doesn't go far enough in a way so in fact all he does is he just it does he just comes across as a sort of miserable prat <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's and in and in again in situations they've created which don't ring true mm-hmm which are just t- too silly. How's that got commissioned then? I've no idea. Yeah. I mean, I like Martin Clues, but I think he's, it's a bad, bad yeah. vehicle. Pardon, pardon, yeah. pardon. <laughs> I mean, the, the, you know, the grumpy old man stuff. God, it's well gone, isn't it? Grumpy old man stuff is fine, but you've got to add something new to it. Yeah, you've yeah. You've got to do, do it in a way that doesn't just say, well, this is a poor man's, you know, as you say, poor man's Victor Meldrew or, mm. or such like, because, you know, well, you might as well just watch the old episodes of that. It'd be think. interesting to see what the reviews are for the Alan Partridge thing because it sounds a bit like they've, you know, done the the fateful thing of going too far with the series, you know, and perhaps they should have best left it. Yes, I prefer him on the radio. Yeah, uh, actually, I think I may even put them one of my reviews simply because you know, especially if it's live and it's a sort of you know a, a sort of cheapskate because he was doing, what was it, North Norfolk Digital? Yeah, exactly. You sort of think, well, actually, that might happen. Because what's, what's your favourite condiment? You know, that yes, kind of stuff. Yeah, because, yes, exactly. Because, A, because, let's be honest, we've all heard Stroke Bean on enough programmes that actually <laughs> sound uncannily like what yeah. Alan Partridge does on radio. And secondly, because you could just buy into the idea that live, you know, off the top of, you know, without that whole, you know, oh, this is edit- this is filmed three weeks ago and we were editing it and, you know... It, 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 there's a believability there on some level, yeah. which just works so much better. Have you watched anything else? I'm banging on my Well, what, what I thought, that's a programme that was we expected to be good, isn't as great as we were hoping. Okay. One that I expected to be terrible, but quite enjoyed, again, because of the main post, uh, and that is the Great British Sewing Beef. Because oh, yes. Okay. It completely, you know, would, I'd have no reason for watching that at all, mm-hmm. and not in my ambit in any sense at all. But it's yeah. just quite good fun watching Joe Lyser, isn't it, do his thing? I like Joe Lyser. Yeah. I think he comes across really well. And what I like about him on this is that he's not overdoing the, by the way, first and foremost, I'm a stand-up comedian bit. He's funny, yeah. but I think he's sort of, you get the impression he's kind of enjoying learning stuff and enjoying engaging with the contestants. Yeah. And it's not that kind of, I'm just looking for the next gag here. No. You know, he, there are gags and, he, you know, and he's sort of playful with it. But I think in a way that, You'd struggle to take offence no, unless you yeah. really, really love Claudia. Very likable, yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Anything else? Well, uh, yeah. well, all of this, all of this is better, even at, at its low low points and, and the troughs. All of yeah. it is better than The Greatest Dancer, you would say. Oh, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm ridiculously, almost unfairly mean about this show, bearing in <laughs> mind how little I've actually watched. I know, I saw, I saw your review. Of and... it. And I just, but it just annoys What's wrong me. with it? It's people dancing. I just, I actually think I don't really like watching people dancing very much. No. I never danced myself, ever since I was a kid. Yeah, same I've here. I've never danced. I've always been one of those people who would sort of sit, you know, as a teenager, I'd sort of just be the surly one <laughs> sitting in the corner. Go to weddings and you'd have to drag me to the dance floor. Yeah. You know, I do get dragged to the dance floor at weddings, but I, I dance sarcastically. Yeah, me too. So my, my wife will drag me to the dance floor and I will just dance in a sort of idiotic way. Is, is it because you're tall? I, it, for me, it was always being tall. That... Height doesn't help. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, you know I'm, Conspicuous. Not the, I'm not the slimmest and most slender. But also, um, I just think my mindset is, is all wrong. I'd love to be able to. I'd love to think differently. I'd yeah. love to have an instinctive desire to dance. It's a bit like when you... Not dissimilar to when you watch those people who join those... Um, 
uh, those choir shows with what's his name, the choir bloke. Oh, Gareth Malone. Gareth Malone. I watch those people and I think, wow, you get so much joy out of that. Yeah. It looks like such a life enriching, life enhancing experience. Such a complete sort of, you know, lifestyle change in so many ways. <laughs> And I watch it and I think, no, I know I just wouldn't want to do it. I know as soon as I turn up, I'd find the whole process annoying. I'd either hate the sort of songs we were singing, yeah. or I'd like the songs we were singing and hate what we were doing to them. Um, <laughs> and, and, and that kind of. And, and they, the fact that sometimes they'll wear the same stuff. And they all have to sort of grin or, or, or dance or, or that's, do that slightly awkward swaying thing while yeah. they're dancing. Oh, I don't like think, that. Yeah. Oh, you know. No. Yeah. So that's not. I'm dancing now. And people no. who people who are just very, very, very enthusiastic. And, and people who are enthusiastic about this podcast can download it uh, on a regular subscribing type basis, they can. can't they? They can. Is it iTunes? I think it's Something iTunes like and that. Spotify. Don't forget Spotify. We can get it. On, are we streaming? Uh, yeah, pretty much anything. In fact, if you've got any, if you've got one of those Alexa type things and you say play such and such podcast, I th- or, or your Google Assistant, I tried it on my Google Assistant and it will and it will play us. So we're everywhere. And we'll do we'll, and nowhere, baby. Absolutely right. That's and where we're at. Telly dot click and enjoy down your download stroke stream and maybe the next one in six months. It, it, possibly or possibly uh, longer than that. <laughs>